Welcome to episode 204 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. It could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all sorts of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello, hello. It's been a big weekend so it far. It has. Man, we, we, we had Multiverse of Madness come out Mm -hmm. it was free comic book day on saturday yes it was mother's day today uh the day that we're recording this uh so lots of stuff is happening this weekend indeed uh yeah my 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 weekend was good i mentioned free comic book today yes Uh, got to go pick up some comics and stuff we got some donuts after that uh i so i I bought volume one of the death and return of Superman, which I already had. But of the five volumes that's in that like story arc. Mm-hmm. Volume two through five of what I had matched, it was like the same printing. And on the spines of them, they had the Superman logo printed across them all my volume one didn't match and so the new store that i went to uh here in oklahoma uh atomic pops um they 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 had volume one that matched so i was just like nice i need need to re buy it and it's so satisfying (laughs) to see them it is matched and line up it's good stuff good stuff is are these the comics where superman has a mullet uh when he comes back he has one okay right yeah this is (laughs) you are reborn in a mulleted form reborn into the 90s (laughs) with a mullet (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah indeed um but yeah that's been my weekends so far what about you Uh, I didn't get out for free comic book day yesterday because I went to see Multiverse of Madness in the afternoon. Normally Mm -hmm. a Saturday afternoon movie goer. I make a whole day out of it for these big new releases. And I wasn't able to get I didn't want to go before the movie in case somebody just mentioned something quietly to a friend and I heard it. Uh, And then I didn't have time afterwards because I had to host a Mother's Day dinner. There you go. Well, good stuff. Uh, I, I'm, we are planning on doing our spoiler cast of Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, sometime today. So it should be out in the, in this next week, uh, here it might already be out by the time this goes public. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for all of that stuff. But this week we are here to talk about Twister tornado movie we were trying to figure out what movies would be in the 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 genre that is tornado Mm. uh we (laughs) came up with wizard of oz sharknado something yeah that that's kind of the ones that i know yeah there's gotta be more uh we'll come to them eventually we are watching twister this week to celebrate the fact that you just moved to oklahoma I pitched you a series of movies set in Oklahoma, and you picked this one uh, because of the very smart observation that we've never done a disaster movie on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a genre on here that we have kind of sorely missed. Um, 
to be honest, one that I I I don't necessarily like. I'm not drawn to the theater or just at my 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 home couch to be like I really want to watch a disaster movie. Um, that's just not not me. So I've mm. I've not seen very many of them. Um, once I hit that like formative teenage years where I could go see movies with all of my friends and stuff and my parents didn't have to be there with me mm-hmm. uh th- that that was like they're like all right I will, we'll go see anything and in, in <laughs> yep theaters so we saw day after tomorrow right we mm. saw 2012 uh back that yeah all sorts of stuff um but Twister was one that I I had seen bits and pieces of on TV that I had seen most of it, but uh-huh. I hadn't seen it all like in one sitting in one big piece. Um, so this was my first time, like actually sitting down and watching Twister, um, mm-hmm. despite me kind of knowing what happens. <laughs> in right. We all know what there. happens. Yeah. There's a twister and they like belt themselves to a pipe and that's how they survive the twister. Exactly. Exactly. They um, did that on Mythbusters, but I don't remember the conclusion if they if could the really do that or not. Busted. I only remember things that were on Mythbusters, but I never remember if the myth myth was busted or not. I'm looking it up right now. Mythbusters twister episode. Let's see what happened here. Uh, storm chill. Oh, they, oh, they have, yeah, storm. I don't think IMDb will tell me. Here we go. Mythresults.com. Mythbusters <laughs> episode 149. Helpful. Uh, storm chasers, specifically reinforced vehicles, uh, can withstand an F5 tornado with winds of up to 250 miles per hour. Confirmed. Ooh. Is it possible to build a personal, a personal, portable tornado protection shelter confirmed wow. so yeah looks looks like whatever they they did worked oh that's exciting thank you for your hard work Mythbusters. there you go <laughs> good stuff uh so you you you, you had seen this before correct i I just watched it for the first time last year. This is a movie okay. I've always wanted to see. I've always been intrigued by the drama of Twister. Uh, and I just never gotten around to it. I was never with anybody who was like, yes, I agree to Twister. So I, I just picked a stormy night, like late last summer, like in August or September. It was perfect. And yeah. I had a good time. Uh, and it felt like I could watch it again. Good stuff. Yeah, it was since, since I've moved out to Oklahoma, Homa, we've had one like big tornado scare so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like I said at the start, we're recording this on Mother's Day, so we're kind of yes. right in the middle of tornado season. Um, from what I understand, tornadoes start to happen when the cold air meets the hot air, and they all mm-hmm. mix up and spin and all that stuff. Uh, I've since I have lived on the East Coast my entire life, I don't really know what to expect from them Mm -hmm. all that much. So that night that we had the big storm and the sirens were going off and all that, 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 that stuff, I was just inside, like perfectly fine watching TV, playing video games, not knowing like 
where should my reaction be? Like, how worried yeah. should I be? <laughs> uh, it, it, it was just natural for me to be like, it's just a storm. Like, mm. what's so bad about this? It looks <laughs> fine. But my girlfriend was freaking out, was watching like YouTube, like live reaction weather men out, out there, wow. like doing stuff. Yeah. And we're just like, we need to like, where's the center of the house? We need to make sure this and that. And I was just like, it's, it's, it's just a storm. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> um, that is a tricky place to be in. I'm from St. Louis. I, I've experienced the Midwestern storm, the big summer Midwestern yeah. storm. Uh, and I know the damage it can cause. I've always been lucky that me in the immediate neighborhoods, the places where I've lived, have escaped it. But I, it's gotten within like, I think there was bad tornado damage on houses that I would pass on the way to high school. <laughs> and my high school wasn't gotcha. that far away. So like, that's about how close it got to me. And it is sad. There is growing up in the Midwest, you recognize the power and terror of a tornado. Right. But there is also this like, uh, there's something kind of fun in the drama in it, which I think this movie captures where it's just like, wow, we're in an entirely different physical environment now this guy's doing stuff the sky doesn't do and it's scary but also kind of exciting yeah in the hubbub of gathering around the news trying to figure out what you're supposed to do like it is a it's a uh it's a time when you got to be trepidatious but you also recognize it is a very unique time and there is a a tiny thrill in that you know Mm -hmm. and i've never needed to do anything more than kids go down the basement uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like nothing's ever happened we just always have a sense of uh first well first you go out and stand on your porch and look yeah, lots sure. of porch looking here in the midwest <laughs> uh and then if it looks scary enough you go down into the basement and it's not like we had rations or anything like that we would just sit down there and like play monopoly for an hour or two until it passed yeah yeah we we had tornado drills growing up like in school, um, mm. but it was always one of those things of like we don't get tornadoes out here. Like, God, <laughs> like that's strange. Like we get hurricanes. Yeah, but- I, I guess that's close enough. But yeah, it, it was always strange. Oddly enough, the first week that I moved out here to Oklahoma, mm. Richmond, where I had just moved out of, got a tornado warning, uh, and like the my coworkers at my job had to like go into the basement of the office and like do all of that stuff and it was just like whoa this is weird i swear i didn't send it like it's right not me. <laughs> you you and the tornado traded places exactly um but tw- twister um yeah this is a, a movie that i is is kind of up there in my like childhood memories like the yes. the, the, the pantheon of my like uh, these are the m- m- movies I remember from my childhood. It was like Twister yeah. and the movie cover of Silence of the Lambs. Right. Good like Burger, movies, uh, <laughs> movies from your childhood that weren't for you. Adult sure. movies of the 90s that loom large in your mind is that's a thing adults do. And eventually exactly. you think you'll also do that. And now and like me, I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm 31. It's like I can watch. All of these adult 90s movies now. I want yeah. to do that. I want to live the life I would have lived if I had been born like 20 years earlier. <laughs> I play it being a 90s adult specifically. 
Like, yeah. I don't have, when was the last time I watched a contemporary R-rated movie? I don't know, but I did watch Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, I have fond memories of this movie, also because it was just, it, like, it felt culturally impactful of, like, yeah. th- this was a big blockbuster movie. It seemed to be well-received when I was a, ki- a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 I think, for the most part, it has been fondly remembered, too. It's not like one they look back of, like, ooh, that actually didn't really hold up too mm-hmm. well. Um, it, like, it, it, it seems to have done very well for its health. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, having, like, actually sat down to watch it in its entirety, um, yeah, the movie is pretty good. I I mm-hmm. enjoyed it, but I was also sh- struggling to really actually be interested in the oh. movie. Um, partly because I think the movie doesn't know exactly what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. But despite that, it still manages to be really good. Like mm-hmm. it's it's shot well. I think the- it is. <laughs> Actors are all fantastic. Um, I, yeah, like there, there's just there's something about it that works, despite me just being like, all right, I'm kind of bored, but I recognize that this is good. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like I, 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 I had a weird relationship with huh. it, where it's just like maybe not my choice of movie, but I understand that this is good. It's like it's shot well, all, all that stuff, right? So, mm. um. Good for it, right? For like for, for <laughs> good for Twister. Good for Twister, right? It's it's that me 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 me. Good for her, um, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like there's just there's something about like there's there's a, a certain magic about this film that I think still yes. really works, and I think is the strength of this film here. So I had a good time. Yeah, I think it is just a. A sol- I think it's technically very special, but uh, outside of the effects of it, the way they accomplished these tornadoes, the sort of scope and grandeur of it, I don't know if it's anything special, but it is mm-hmm. very solidly made. It remains very entertaining. Uh, this is also, I must mention, this was a attraction at Universal Studios. You could go on Twister, ride it out. Which was my first actual exposure to Twister. I, I went on that attraction. You wrote it out. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it out before I ever watched the film. And it's not a ride. You just go in and you like huddle in a group on like a sound stage and you just watch like an effects demonstration. You, the scene in the movie where they're Giant at the. Bands. <laughs> in yeah, all the scene directions. In the, yeah, the scene in the movie where they're at that uh, drive in theater and there's like a gas station and. There's a couple different businesses around there. And then the tornado comes and just wrecks those. You watch like a soundstage that's just recreating that. And there's fire and sparks and wind and a flood. And it's cool. I really liked it. You can it's uh, it has since been retired. They put something else in its place now. I forget what which new ride took it over. Transformers or Fast and Furious or Jimmy Fallon or what have you. Transformers, write it out again. (laughs) (laughs) I think Transformers actually was there when I was at Universal Studios Florida, so it wasn't that one. But 
It's not there, but please go watch the video of a walkthrough of (laughs) Twister Ride It Out. It's still neat to see. And they've, when you're going through the queue, they've got these TV screens, old CRT TV screens, of course, playing videos of Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt telling you about the filming of Twister. And the tone of it is so strange where they're talking about how serious like real tornadoes are and the disasters you know, the, the people encounter, mm-hmm. all, the, all the harm and the, and the loss of, of lives and of property and of keepsakes and homes. And they're also talking about how tough it was for them to film film the movie and it's like be sympathetic to these victims also be sympathetic to us we also really went through something going through a fake film tornado and yeah, honestly I to work with bill paxton man i really went through something there those two did not get along like they when you watch this video it's the two of them in like separate cornfields and like one of them will look over <laughs> to like the other TV screen where the other one is, but they didn't film it together. Uh, but I, Bill Paxton passed away a handful of years ago. And I think maybe they did reconcile oh, or, know she, you know, she or she was like very respectful and remembered him well after he died. And when he he did get very close to the storm chasing community as part of this movie. Interesting. It, you know, was a maybe not a cause but a a way of life that, that he really learned about he really supported he you know he ingratiated himself with the storm chaser community and when he yeah. died these different storm chasers across the midwest were able to like plant like their gps signal like there's a map where you can see where are storm chasers right now or something like that and they planted themselves in a way that when you looked at the map it spelled out bp okay <laughs> For Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet. Interesting. I didn't know that. So they did not get a lot long on the filming. They, they did not. No. Interesting. Fun fact. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Two um, people argued. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is to say that I did read through the IMDb trivia of this movie, and they did go through some stuff. They were one of the facts was that. When they needed to film a scene that was set during really stormy times, but their weather wasn't very stormy, um, to make the sky look darker, they would hyper light. Like the if they're driving in the truck, they would put really intense bright lights on the cab of the truck to make the sky look darker in comparison. Right. And uh, yeah, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt had frequent retinal burns making oh. this movie. Weird. And for all for all the struggles that a real wow. tornado victim has gone through, I don't think retinal burns is one of them. That's wild. Uh, so, I, but before we keep going on all these fun facts and stuff, let's do mm-hmm. a, a brief plot yes. synopsis uh, to bring some more people in, and then we can get into spoilers and all the fun facts and behind the scenes stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, Twister. So uh, the, the movie starts out uh, with a young family uh, out in the middle of Oklahoma in the 60s, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, yeah. is, is when it takes place. And there is a F5 tornado that rips through their town, destroys their home. Uh, they're in their storm cellar. It rips off the door to the storm cellar of, of which the father was holding on to mm-hmm. to make sure it stays shut. And it just rips him and the door out. Yeah. Never to be seen again. 
but young Joe uh, is one of the survivors of the storm and grows up to be a storm chaser. Uh, meanwhile, Bill Paxton's character, you're going to have to remind Bill. me of his name again. Just Bill. Bill. There you go. Bill. <laughs> Making it easy Playing for you. Bill. Um, yeah, he, he is also a storm chaser, uh, but he comes back onto the scene. It's now in the present day, 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 day uh, and uh, he it has a new job, a new car, a new life. Uh, And he's here to get Joe to sign the divorce papers. Um, Yeah. Well, he's going to marry this lady. So this is the last thing they have to do is, okay, we need to actually get the final signature on these divorce papers because he's, yeah, he's going to start a new life. He's going to get married and he's brought his uh, fiance along with him on this trip to get the papers signed. And then uh, tornadoes are on the way and he can't, Say no. You can't turn his back on his old life if you bring him into a tornado. Can't say no, just too tempting. He's, he's got to go get involved with that tornado. Yeah. Um, but in, in the midst of that, there is, they have finally completed uh, this design that was Bill's kind of uh-huh. idea uh, for this device to help them like measure and study tornadoes and how they work mm. and get these like uh they have these little like ball shaped things that send out these radio yeah. waves and stuff so they can map it out and study it and all of that that, mm. that, 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 that that stuff and meanwhile there is this other kind of corporate sponsored <laughs> news station sponsored yeah. storm chasers doing the same thing stole the idea they're the ones getting on the no, 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 is being like, yeah, we built this device. It's our design, mm. you know, all this and that. And so it's kind of this like ragtag group of storm ch- ch- chasers and th- that counterculture that they represent uh, in the movie yeah. uh, versus this. Yeah, like more corporate sponsored yeah. uh, like- version of of that to see who who will win and who will study mm-hmm. and and map out the the you know the next big, 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 big tornado um, yeah it's it's carrie elways in his fleet of like matching sleek black suvs versus yep. talon hunt and her ragtag team of philip seymour hoffman driving like a painted hippie fan <laughs> yep that and the old like old dirty jeeps and, and yeah stuff yeah. like that yeah so good stuff good stuff yeah i mean this i i feel like for the most part this movie holds up um the effects you can kind of tell when they're all cgi or green screen and, and stuff like that but i think despite that it holds up well enough yeah um, there's yeah it's, there, it's a good one there is a lot of this movie that was done practically and it yeah. is a I think it does as much as it can to like put you in that environment. It's a very immersive Absolutely. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So if you have not seen it, go check mm-hmm. it out. It is a classic yeah. disaster film. It's a classic 90s movie. Yeah. Um, definitely go put this on your watch list if you have not seen it yet. Um, but yeah. With that, let's take a quick break for housekeeping, and we will be back after that for spoilers and stuff. So we will be right back. 
We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. It means a lot. We cannot do, do this without you. So thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. um, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, recently, we filmed our reactions to the second half of Moon Knight. Uh, if you guys want to hear our thoughts on the finale and how that show wrapped up, that is on the Reactor Core. I also mentioned our Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness spoiler cast. We should be recording that later today. It might already be out by the time this podcast mm. goes live. So be on the lookout for that. That will be on the Reactor Core as well. Uh, on the Captain's Log uh, this past week, it was also Star Wars Day, May yeah. the 4th. Uh, so we built our own Star Wars. Uh, so uh, go get ready for the sicko bros. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to go find out who they are and all that stuff on the captain's log. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Crossplay, I've been mentioning uh, it's kind of a slow time mm. in video g g game uh, stuff. I think all of the delays and stuff from COVID are finally really. I mean, that they've been hitting game studios but now we're in a time where there's just not really many releases uh so we are finally diving back into our back catalogs and stuff i'm about to play cyberpunk for hey. real this time uh i they released the next gen, 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 gen update uh so i can finally play it on my playstation 5 and i'm excited to dive into that uh, this next week and stuff like that. So, yeah, that is about housekeeping uh, for us right now. So let's get into spoilers. There you go. Um, where do you want to start with this one? Uh, let's start with our, our motley crew of characters, because I think yeah. that is one of the fun parts of this movie. I don't know all their names. But I like everybody who's in uh, who's, who's yeah. The yeah, there's Dusty played by the late <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's very fun. You got uh, Alan Ruck in there. Jeremy Davies. Yeah. And then on the opposing team, you've got Dharma Phil. So two <laughs> cast members from Lost, just as I promised. 
Yep, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, like Man, I, I, you don't know these guys' names except for Dusty, but they they still leave you with kind of an impression. They all look distinct and kind of interesting. Yeah, they all have this like really tight familial bonds mm-hmm. that even if you don't know their names exactly or what exactly they do yeah. on the team, it's nice to have them, right? Um, but I, man, I, I have to at least say I almost didn't recognize Jeremy J. Javies, the, the youngest I've ever seen him mm. on this because, you, you know, that's how time uh, works and yes. stuff like that. Uh, but just like the way his... Hair is almost the same. Like he always kind of has that <laughs> yeah. same haircut, but it was like the way his like facial hair was with yeah. that. Like I, I yeah. almost didn't recognize him. I was like, mm. "That's that's Faraday. That's that's <laughs> J- Jeremy Davies. What the hell?" Um, but, He's yeah. one of your top actors. If you need somebody to squint at oh. a piece of equipment and then give you some techno jargon, he's great. I I always love him whenever he's in something. And God, he's like he's one of my favorite like TV actors <laughs> for that specific thing. He always mm-hmm. plays a similar character, some like scientist or tech genius that is troubled some somehow some way, way right and then they're like they're always just like man this guy's a little weird he's a little out there right and that's that's his character um but he n- n- nails it every time and i think on this storm chaser team yeah i don't know the name of the character that he plays but no nah. same kind of thing he's just this like oddball weirdo on the TT, t- I mean, they, they're all kind of oddball yeah. weirdos, um, but it it w- w- worked. And I was just like, yeah, he's, he seems like a weather nerd. Wouldn't you like yeah. to know weather Unique boy? Unique type of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your parents? <laughs> exactly. I, I also like that when they are. This whole movie takes place in like 24 hours, except for that flashback at the beginning, which I really like. I like the pace of it. I like that they're always running and gunning and pounding coffees, chasing those storms. But uh, as they're driving across Oklahoma, they realize, oh, we're close to uh, Wakita, I think is the name of the town where Joe's aunt lives. Mm -hmm. Let's go see your aunt. Let's go see your aunt. And she's this like fun, like artist who has like cool sculptures in her in her garden and she's they like the she cool, has them all over quirky grandma yeah. yeah and she'll she'll cook for them that's why they want to go they're like we need to eat real food let's go to your aunt's house and she cooks them all steak and eggs and gravy and just this huge you know like real stick to your ribs powerful meal and she loves to see them they love her. It is a loving family dinner it's in a very weird great. circumstance. It's a yeah. wonderful scene. Yeah. Right. Like they all give her a, a big group hug. They'll pile on her. She gives each of them a kiss. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So that w- one thing I uh, again kind of want to point out, or I guess not again, because I haven't really. Well, mm. again, uh, so th- there is this kind of like counterculture. To yeah, what they do, which I thought was interesting and in, in, in the way they portray storm chasing and stuff like that, because um, I I know it I, I know the culture exists. I don't know mm. anything about it, so yeah. I don't really know 
if this is an accurate portrayal of that, but in a weird way, I feel like it kind of is. I, mm-hmm. I, I there like the, the the word counterculture feels weird to me. I, I don't know if that's I, the best I get word, what you're I, saying. I, yeah, I like these are people who have who are passionate enough to live this very unusual lifestyle where they drive straight into this thing that they know could kill them. Exactly. And the, like, they're not portrayed as punks, right? Like that, that, yeah. that is what I think of when yeah, I say yeah. counterculture, yeah. but they, they, they do have this kind of stick it to the man down with authority kind yeah. of lifestyle. Uh, where they but yeah like they just want to do this like dangerous thing they just want to be wild and free and just be the kind of weirdo nerds that they are um and yeah the mayovi then kind of underscores that with this like hey there is this this corporate uh like mm. version of what they do these other stations are sponsoring it they have money and they have all matching black yeah. vans and they're sleek and they get <laughs> on the news and it, it, it's it's just it's interesting to see it portrayed like that on one yeah. hand it's, it's kind of funny but it's like it, it, knowing that i don't know anything about the culture and mm. just like the tiny bits of just like knowing it's dangerous, knowing what it takes to have to like go and chase those mm-hmm. and deal with that. Like it, it takes a certain type of person to be willing to go out there. And I feel like counterculture fits. Yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying. And this opposing team, like they are they're knowledgeable, like they've got the, the tech, they've got higher in tech than, than our main team has. But they don't have the passion and they don't understand the tornado as well as Bill and Joe and their team do. They can't see what the tornado is going to do. And this this destroys them. Uh, Carrie Hell is is, is long suffering driver driving him around in this truck like uh, yeah. they just get swept up into a mile wide tornado like they couldn't tell was heading straight for them. It's like this scene in the office. It's like, but there's a lake there. No, the GPS says go straight. There's a <laughs> lake there. <laughs> no, so I, I let, let's talk about Bill Paxton a, a, a uh-huh. bit here, and let's let's talk about his character Bill. Because yeah, he is this character that is trying to kind of move on from this yeah. l- 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 life style, not to be as wild and free but he's trying to settle down and find a new wife and get a good job right um and yet he is the one that has this almost like spiritual connection to the hurricanes he can read them and even the rest of this like ragtag crew doesn't understand it like they don't have that same connection but they're all a about it like they're they're mm. they're, he, they're there for it they're like man no one understands a storm like bill right right and mm. that's why you get scenes in this movie of like there, there's that one scene where the corporate guys are driving down the road and uh bill and his team come out of the corn hailed onto the road like right next 
to them and then they like veer off right and like they they completely stop and they're like should 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 we be following him what's happening mm. here um and yeah then they get the corporate people get caught in that like mile wide storm and bill just has this like innate ability to <laughs> like predict what is happening in a way mm. that no one else can how did you feel about that like what did 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 you take that to be a little more supernatural more spiritual <laughs> what like what what's g- g- going on here i don't know i spiritual maybe but yeah i think if you just really care about the the science of meteorology and and of tornadoes and like you study them uh, and you get in there you immerse yourself in the tornado and you know what the tornado is going to do you'll get there in a way that, a way sure. that carrie always never has gotten there and for Joe, this is also very personal. Like an mm-hmm. F5 tornado killed her dad and she wants to make sure this never happens again. So, well, there are times when Bill's like, this isn't worth it. Like this experiment isn't going to work. It's too dangerous. Like we should turn back. She is always willing to go all the way to like get this Dorothy uh, research satellite thing picked up by the tornado so it can spin it around and release all these sensor balls. So they can read the tornadoes and give the citizens and a better early warning system. Like she's yeah. doing this to save lives. All of them are. She doesn't want this to happen to anybody else the way it happened to her. So I, I like that this is a very personal, almost revenge mission. Their relationship with the tornado is like vengeance and adoration. Yeah, and I like that whale. line. Yeah. It's a white whale, but if Captain Ahab was also concerned that the white whale would eat everybody else's leg. (laughs) Like, I I need to take this down for a sense of of personal satisfaction and protecting the citizens of Oklahoma. True. Yeah. 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 It's a it's it's a noble cause. Yes. For them to to go do this. And uh, it's it's interesting because, yeah, her goal is to save lives but then the rest of the crew kind of revere joe as like she's the crazy one in in, yeah. in the group like we're, we're all the ones who like we've seen an f3 maybe an f4 we've mm-hmm. never seen an f5 yeah. and like we're scared of it like we, like like scared not in the sense that they would run away but scared of like we kind of don't know what to do with ourselves mm. if we got one um but she is always there like pushing to go that extra step to do that extra thing to not give up and i think they they all kind of really admire her for that um and, and yeah it's just it's an it's an interesting dynamic um and she's also like the only woman in the group She's she's also like very attractive. It's just that that like <laughs> weird combination of like so Hollywood put together a group and there's the one hot girl. <laughs> I think there's the girl with the bucket hat. <laughs> and there's I don't remember Carrie always as a she's lady there. on his team. Yeah, I want to talk about Melissa, not just because she has my name and I get to say sure. my name a lot. But this is uh, Bill's new fiance <laughs> who gets wrapped up in this. Yes. And I think she's a kid. Ca- She's a character with a lot of 
dignity to her a lot more than you would expect or that you might see in other movies where she has she's completely out of her element in this world. She's no idea what's happening. Uh, and she's brought yeah. in. And at first she's like when the first tornado pops up and Bill's like, honey, I kind of want to go check this out. She's kind of along for the ride. She's like, I've always wanted to see what it is you do. Yeah. And she's putting up with all of it. Like, she seems to get along with how weird Dusty is. Those two are, like, oddly <laughs> friends at the beginning. She's like, all right, I accept this. I'll work with this. Yeah. She's also kind of, the, like, the first one that she met. It, yeah, it, yeah. Bill, Bill was like, hey, Dusty, why don't you explain to her yeah. why you are the way you are? <laughs> that yes, was it. That yes, was the that only- is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's she like, has this like odd connection to like okay dusty you're the weird one right but you're, you're you're genuine like you're you're sweet yeah. like you're you're cool <laughs> welcome to the mysteries of tornadoes and the mysteries of dusty yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she is a uh i think she's a a reproductive therapist psychologist of some kind like she is also a very smart person she is mm-hmm. a doctor and I like that the movie doesn't dumb her down in comparison to our protagonists. Like she's she's very experienced in another avenue. Uh, she doesn't know tornadoes, but she knows something. She's a very intelligent, capable person. Yes, she she absolutely. is enthusiastic. She has no bitterness or ill feelings towards Joe and Joe, even though she is still kind of hanging on to Bill, doesn't specifically personally dislike melissa for any reason she kind of rolls her eyes at her but like there's no animosity there's no cattiness there Mm -hmm. and melissa hangs on for a while and it's only when they are chasing those it's the three of them in a truck melissa and bill and joe and they're on this like skinny like bridge over the water and then these like sister tornadoes show up that like these tall thin tornadoes over this lake that will like rotate and like helix around each other and Mm -hmm. it spins the truck around a bunch of times on this tiny bridge over the water like that is terrifying for her to know nothing about tornadoes and be caught up into the middle of this i i like that that is her breaking point i like that they don't make her an absolute chicken from the beginning she sticks around for a while and she is a very sensible understandable relatable I got to get out of this. I can't handle this she, anymore. She even has her like emotional breaking point when yeah. she hears them over the radio of, mm-hmm. of Bill basically telling Joe like, hey, you still have me here. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of her like, oh, OK, this marriage might not work out. Yeah. Um, but 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 so, yeah, the, the, the thing that I want to say about Melissa is that she while she is out of her elements and might be seen as the damsel mm. in distress because of that, you're mm-hmm. right. She is still a doctor. She is smart. She is a business woman. She knows what mm-hmm. she wants and she's confident enough to go to yes. go after it. And it, it like that is how she holds herself, e- e- even in the midst of like, well, I don't understand tornadoes, but I've mm. always wanted to see what you do. Yeah. Um, 
or like I, I knew you did. Like you said, you chase tornadoes. I thought that was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, like, yeah. Like, like I, 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 I didn't know you did this. Like this is mm. crazy. Um, mm. But she like she she handles herself very maturely. And I think when she has the, the moment where she realizes that this is Bill, this is who she's mm. married. Yeah. He's always going to kind of want to do this and she either needs to accept that and deal with it or let go mm-hmm. uh, she, she yeah yeah right there is no cattiness she does not throw a fit she is mm-hmm. understanding and she's accepting yeah uh, in in a way that i don't think most other movies would have made her there exactly. is no competition between her and joe yeah um, they both get to be these very strong, independent, intelligent women who are just very different from each other. And that is and she's fully by the end of the movie, she recognizes that Bill, he can't let go of this old life. Like this is where he belongs. She's like, you belong with Joe. She's able to see that. And she says, I, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here when you come back after chasing this tornado. I'm going back to Texas or whatever, they're, wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I'm not even that sad about it. What does that mean? I like that she realizes, like, it, it's almost a mutual understanding between the two of them between, uh, to say, like, yeah, maybe this wasn't going to work out. Like, not because there's any major conflict between us, just because we, we would have eventually gotten pulled in another direction. It's better that it happens now instead of after yeah. we're already married, after we're settled down and we have kids. Yeah. And I do like how fairly amicable and understanding it is. Like, there's no major misunderstandings or betrayals or hurt feelings. It's a very nuanced and mature relationship. Very nuanced and mature triangle between these three characters. The one thing that I will say to that is there also isn't very much interaction between Melissa and Joe. Yeah, it's they have like very, one very scene. Minimal. Yeah, they have what they they meet, and that is yeah. basically the only lines they have to mm. one another. So, on that hand, right, they, like the movie just didn't give them a chance mm. to really have any kind of cattiness or misunderstanding or uh, who knows what. Um, I guess take that as you well of of like hey the two main women really don't speak to each other all that much here in but when this, they do interact issue. it uh, is but pleasant sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah like but uh, like i agree with like how it ends up and how it i think tries to portray itself is that yes it is trying to be this more mature like there is this mm. understanding uh, that is there and there's there's no like bad blood between the two mm-hmm. women yeah. or stuff like that it's it's our bingo card uh scholar yeah. of re- releasing an animal into the yes wild. yes it's, it's mary jane realizing <laughs> that peter parker is spider-man and she you're married to justice she, right yeah she she's she's like okay i finally truly understand who mm. Bill is and what he wants and what makes him ha- happy. I'm g- going to let him mm. do that. Right. Uh, and for them, I, that, you know, that means like, hey, maybe we don't get married 
maybe i let you just do your thing Mm -hmm. here um but yeah it's yeah good stuff so i no i want to say i also like that she's got this cell phone with her and when she pulls the cell phone out to like take a business call Right, like she does it with as much panache as anybody else on the storm team does their thing. Yeah, she yeah. pulls the antenna out with her teeth, which is like a physical maneuver that I miss watching God, people remember do. Remember cell phones it, with antennas looked, that you had to it, extend out? <laughs> it looks I cool. She makes it look cool. Biting the antenna open, popping open the phone. She's like, Dr. Melissa, what's your problem? Like she's really... I like that they give her that, like this moment of like absolute competence and clarity. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing yep. with all your sensors, but this, this is my deal. Absolutely. Yeah, man. What a good scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of, so I mentioned at the start that I felt like I didn't feel like this movie knew exactly what it wanted to be. Um, mm. My, my, Thoughts on that are this. At times, yes, it felt like it was just about the storms and the disaster and all that stuff. At times, it felt like, is this a romance between Bill and Joe? Like, is is that what this movie is supposed to be? That, like, Mm -hmm. this is the romance between them and them kind of finding each other once again? Mm -hmm. Or is this the story between Bill and Melissa? And how their marriage is falling apart and all of it. They're not really even like falling apart, but the, the, the realization that like it's not going to work mm. like they thought it, it would. I felt like each of those things kind of could have been its own thing. Sure. The, 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 the storm chasing aspects did not need any of the kind of romance between the characters mm. there. If Bill and Joe had no romantic kind of chemistry or t- t- tension, I think the movie would have been just the exact same. Kind I of. I feel like you need some sort of an emotional through line to, to hang the story on. Like um, like in the day after tomorrow, where, yes, the focus of the movie, the reason you're watching the movie is for all of this meteorological spectacle. But you do have something very small business for your heart to do where it's like the Does dad so, trying to get across country to get to yeah. his son. So you're, you're, you're not necessarily wrong there, right? Like, I, I think having things like that within a story mm. do help you relate to the characters and stuff like that i think the emotional pull of the kind of storm chasing stuff is their experiment is whether or not they can create this thing and have it be a success and there is the the tension in racing the corporate people Mm. to get it out there first that is where the like emotional pull of just like come on you're the underdogs you can do it like that is where that 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 emotional pull is the romantic relationship between bill and joe is strong enough by itself to be its own thing if the Mm. movie was about that and not really about this experiment and them like i still think that'd be a fantastic movie right of the here's the storm chaser who tried to Mm. move move, move on with his (laughs) life but he's just yeah. getting p- pulled back yeah. in and 
here's good old Joe. Yeah, I like who he used to have a thing with and with bam boom they get sucked up in a <laughs> tornado of romance right i like that concept that this is a more straightforward romantic drama with tornadoes just as the background set dressing it could totally work like it would be its own thing and then mm. I, I i think the the more tragic story of bill kind of being pulled back into this life and his wife slowly realizing mm. that or his his fiance is mm. slowly re- realizing that hey this marriage might not work out like we'd like is is a s- sad concept but i i think is also an interesting enough movie and is like like we said the idea of like acceptance of like finding out who your partner really is and accepting them mm-hmm. whatever that might mean and i think for that relationship it meant i think i need to let him go and let him mm-hmm. be his own thing like that that i think is a good enough story by itself to to be an entire movie um and so I, I, I just felt like I was being pulled in all these different directions. Mm. And it was just like, well, does this want to be a Rome? No. OK, so, but is it a storm? <laughs> ch- yeah, but I feel like there was too, too, too much of this relationship stuff to be it. Like, really, it, it just felt like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, just I understand. Like, I no, which yeah. way to go here. Yeah, I think this is a disaster movie that recognized it needed the uh, to perhaps perfunctory emotional through a line that, that's not related to the storm not related to I, I have vengeance against the tornado because it took my father I need to protect these people who a tornado could come and, and destroy their lives I need to make sure my experiment works that there is something more grounded that, that the average person could latch on to more specifically like being in sort of you, Maybe realizing you should have stayed with an old partner, realizing that maybe this new partner you're with, you like them a lot, but they're not right for you. Like, I, and I feel like they did that and then maybe did overdevelop the romance to where it does seem not exactly like a competitor to the Stormfront part of it. But yeah, like it could stand on its own and be entirely its own movie. Just the relationship between those three uh, with yeah. Storms pushed way in the background. Yeah. And- that I guess also leads into what I think is so magical about this mm-hmm. film is that, yeah, none of those plots are bad at mm-hmm. all. Like they like all of the stuff in here is fantastic and it works and it makes for an interesting story. And like we said at the start, like this movie's just good. Like it, yeah. like it's entertaining might not be you know one that i would particularly find myself sitting down on a tuesday night to be like you know what yeah. let's watch twister uh mm-hmm. but it works and holds up and it's it just like there's something that's just like this movie is well made it's yeah good but yeah i don't know i think i did there's i yeah works and i don't understand it and i'm just okay <laughs> pulling all these different directions <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah i think that the romance angle also does a lot to fill these to fill the time when tornadoes aren't there which is 
something that is I meant true about about this weather condition that like you're in severe danger and you see these tornadoes, they appear out of nowhere and they disappear like instantly. Like they, they, like if I didn't presume that this is based on real science, that they don't truly appear and disappear that fast. It seems almost silly. It's almost comical when they're facing a giant tornado and then it just whoop, just evaporates. Yeah. You're just looking at a clear sky again. And there is that struggle of this career that you are. It's so fast paced and then things will just die. And you've got that lingering tension of, I know it's about to start back up again, but I don't know if it's in the next 10 minutes or the next 10 hours. And you've yeah. just got all that like tension in your body. And this helps fill that. That's those small bits of downtime uh, that I think the movie needs to illustrate uh, th- this field of work and to, and to give you that tension of when. I, and there's so many like tornado minisodes throughout the movie. You're never sure. Like, are, are we done? Like when you start the movie, you don't know how it's going to be structured. You know, there's going to be a big tornado. But you mm-hmm. don't know that that's going to be just the biggest of like five tornadoes they have to face that day. Yeah, uh, which I, I, I don't know how realistic that is. I think you mm-hmm. mentioned most of this movie takes place in about uh, like a 24 hour mm-hmm. time period ish. So, yeah, I don't know if like a tornado alley or wherever the hell this is like it it. it can you see five or six tornadoes in one day? Or is it just like, hey, there's a storm and you might see like half one it almost touched down, but then we got one that actually did, right? And like, that's it. Or yeah, is there five or six that happen in one day? I yeah. don't know how realistic the, 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 that is, but I think mm-hmm. it, at least in terms of the movie helps it move along and helps things just, you know, work at a natural pace and have this, uh, this up and down of Mm -hmm. uh, just like, all right, tension. And then, all right, let's slow down. Let's focus on something else and then tension. And then, all right, let's slow down. And yeah. So, uh, helps out. Yeah. Helps out a lot. I wanted to ask you, what some of your favorite scenes were in this mm. film. Of course, we got classic cows flying yeah. all around. That's one of the ones I remember from my childhood. When um, you would go to Twister, ride it out. You could get so much cow merchandise. There you go. Yeah, that was like that was their big selling point. Just like cow. Yeah, there it goes. That cow was like a minor cow. celebrity of the 90s. That <laughs> cow had cameos. <laughs> yeah uh did 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 you did you have a specific scene or two that that stood out as like oh man this one is fantastic i like when they're at uh a drive-in movie and it's not like they stop in the middle of this adventure to go to a drive-in they're just at they're taking a break you know they're crashing for the night at like this little motel that's by like a gas station and a garage and a snack bar and a, a drive-in movie theater. And the movie theater is playing The Shining, which is mm-hmm. a very big movie to include in your movie. Yeah. I feel like most other times you'd see this and it would just be some like public domain 50s B sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. They do like that it is The Shining and like you know already what the the punchline of the scene is going to be not necessarily comedically but dramatically 
where he he axes his way through the door says here's here's johnny and then the tornado breaks through the tornado is jack (laughs) torrance we can all see that coming but i like that the tornado is so intense and so overpowering that when it gets to that point it's already happening and it like swallows up the screen as that moment is playing and you can't even hear or see it clearly like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like how much that moment is given to the tour like the tornado isn't really going to play along with your joke it isn't going to come in at exactly the right moment right after jack nicholson says the line it's going to swallow up jack nicholson before he's done talking you can barely see him comedic yeah (laughs) but i like just how obscured like the screen is like it is so blurry i i like that choice i like that it isn't the clean clear picture snap then the tornado breaks in yeah yeah what was uh interesting to me about that that bit is just how nonchalant most people are about this stuff right that there is a giant tornado that is just a minute or two away and they're just getting popcorn for the movie well they don't know like, like it's not until like right. the our scientists like read it on their computers in their van that they're like Oh no! Like we, you got to make an announcement to the this drive-in theater. We got to get everybody like inside underground. So they go to this uh, mechanics garage where there is like that sort of underground layer where you know they can like have the cars parked over them and they're working on the undersides of the cars, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. And they go in there, and then there's the danger of we're around. Like there's still glass windows up top. But there's all these tools and heavy machinery around. When the guy gets like a real bad cut on his head yeah. and like we have the whole team. That's also an interesting point where we've got everybody huddled like they're not chasing it. They're not outside with the storm trying to study it in that time, maybe because they are in a populated area and there's more opportunities for debris that could really hurt them as opposed to when they encounter the tornado out in the middle of a cornfield. Like they get down with everybody else into this mechanics garage and like huddle there together and they still like escape with injuries yeah what i was trying to say is that like you would think living out there in tornado Mm. alley you would think hey if there's a big storm we should probably keep an eye on that like you think they would know to do that Mm. instead instead of like Let's go out in the open. Let's have mm. a movie night. Like, let's just wait for the right. Like, oh, yeah. Just it, oh, like it, you're surprised that the theater still had a drive in movie scheduled at all. If there were tornadoes like two hours earlier. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, okay. if, if they if they had known like there's a big storm tonight, it's happening. We're expecting yeah. a tornado. You would think they would maybe send people home and be, be like, hey, we're rescheduling for tomorrow or yeah. something like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, they're just they're yeah. sitting there watching the shiny. That's that's this the this it's so strange about these storms is that they are never a sure bet. Sometimes they can come out of nowhere when you weren't expecting them and they're very damaging. And other times sure. it's like weather's supposed to be real bad tonight. Might want to get in the basement, and then it's just rainy and windy and like nothing. Yeah truly dangerous really happens like you don't you don't know till you're in it what's going to happen (laughs) let me ask you something yeah having lived out in the midwest Mm. your entire life did you guys ever get days off of school for a tornado or or like hey there is a threat like 
threat early enough in the dead day where they like delayed it you coming in until the storm had passed or stuff like that i don't remember that because tornadoes they you don't know that far ahead of time that there might be a tornado like i don't think they would know at like 7 a.m before school started that there was a tornado warning for two o'clock and like if if you do have a tornado like condition it can arrive so fast and pass so fast so we did have like tornado uh we had tornado drills in school but we also were under like tornado warnings where it's like okay everybody uh we're gonna take you from like the top floor of the school and you're gonna huddle with some other class in a bottom floor classroom of the school like under your desks and we do that for like 40 minutes and then it would pass and then we just go back upstairs to class like normal I, yeah, that those are like the tornado gyros that we we had too. But like, I I guess I'm hanging up. Like, hey, if the buses are supposed to go out at seven a.m. to start picking people up, but they know a tornado is potentially supposed to be happening mm-hmm. at like seven fifteen ish. Do they delay school by an hour just to be like, hey, let's wait till this is over and then we can go pick up the kids? kids at eight uh because most likely the storm will have passed no 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 i never remember that happening when i look when i think back on like times when i've had to go into the basement it's typically been in the evening and i don't know if that is interesting uh, i mean this is a movie where tornadoes happen across like a 24-hour period that's been my experience most of them just happened outside of school hours interesting plus like it's such a a summertime thing of school school right i'm just like yeah let's wait till school's school's out okay wind them up boys (laughs) and and, like it'll happen in like summer except once we did have a tornado on like new year's eve (laughs) weird uh so i but also not a day when you're in school probably most likely yeah so i was asking you that because one day when i was in i want to say like third or fourth grade Yes. Uh, we had a hurricane day. You told me this. Yes. We got the day off of school because there was a hurricane that was supposed to be uh, kind of coming through town uh, and it was supposed to be real bad. Um, and like I, I got the day off of school, like we were like at home just being like, OK, the storm is supposed to be happening. And then it just never showed up. And so we just got this like free day off of school. I remember we went to like Barnes and Noble. We ate at Macaroni Grill. Like, we, yes. like we, we did all this. But like that was like my uh, I that was like one of my experiences with a similar mm. thing where yeah. it's like, hey, we know in advance there is a storm. It is coming our direction it's most likely going to hit and it's going to be bad. Let's just kids can stay home. Like all of that, that stuff. Like, let's just not even deal with getting the kids separated from their parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and then yeah, nothing happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We haven't had that. Uh, but I know such you've told me the story many times. I dated a guy yeah. from Alaska who said they would have volcano days oh, when like wow. a volcano would erupt and there's just too much soot and ash in the sky to go too to much school. Lava. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it happens. I we have we've had like like I said, we, we've had tornado warnings during a school day where we'd like go into another class, like a safe part of the building for like an hour or something. Right. But they've never been like, OK, kids go home or school's canceled because mm. they're because it's such a, a transient, unpredictable thing, a tornado. Like you can't yeah. really see it coming. And once it seems like it's gone. Yeah. You can risk activities as normal. It's wild. You really never know what you're supposed to do with them. And like now I live on I live on a third floor apartment. I live on the top floor. Like I what am I gonna do? Like it's kind of pointless for me to try to do anything. I guess if it's really scary, I could go to my my neighbors on the first floor. Yeah. Yeah, But otherwise, like when the weather looks scary, it's like I guess I'll just be in the kitchen. It was just like just the most internal part of my apartment, I guess. But still, it's like, what am I going to do? What are my my options? Not even in like a scared way, more of like a, you know, what are you going to do? Like a sassy fridge magnet. What are you going to (laughs) do? Indeed. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have much more to say on Twister. Yeah. I, I d- despite me kind of struggling to get interested, yeah, I think it was a good movie that holds up um, and is a fun time. So, yeah, I I had a good time with it. Check out Twister. Check it out once. It's an it's a perfect summer movie. Watch it between the months of May and like maybe September. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, okay. I think that means it is time for us to do a check in on bingo. Bingo. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Why is it asking me? Uh, always open in that one. I already have set. Um, okay. Let me pull it up oh, on. Screen. I don't think I've got anything this week. Oh, come on, bingo. It's not showing up on the thing. Ooh. Why is it not doing that? Weird. Oh, well. Um, okay, so you said you don't have anything. Yep. <laughs> no. To know. Um, no spaceship AI, no breaking the rules of time travel, no ghosts. Uh, let's see. I didn't have any of that. But this does inspire me to put like movie within a movie for the future movie within a movie is a good one that yeah um no so we i mean we've had things that almost could have been right we have the like the releasing the character into the yes. world <laughs> thing that yes. we mentioned we had that one on yeah. our cards last year uh we've had uh god we've had something that i i just had it on the tip of my t- tongue we've had or, or, or yeah like uh, actors who were in Lost. Yes, right? like yes, we, I could have. On, on I already have it crossed off, too. but we could have crossed it off two more times. Right. Yeah. So we've already yeah crossed off some of that stuff. So uh, I guess no real updates from either yeah. of us on Bingo no. this week. Bit of an uneventful week there for Bingo. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. 
Well, now that that is done, let's dive <laughs> into recommendations. Yes. Melissa, for people who liked this, what else might they enjoy? I've got a couple other big 90s movies since that's the context in which I watched this. Like you said, I wanted okay. to watch uh, adult movies of the 90s that I was knew I would grow up and watch. And now's the day I'm a grown up. Uh, sure, yeah. I recently watched Speed, which is from the same director, mm. Jan de Bond. And it's speed. It's got the same like really fast, intense pace where it's like we have to we can't slow the bus down. We have to like jump over this part of the highway that isn't done being built yet. And then other times it's like, yeah, we just keep driving fast. So it's got that sort of up and down roller coaster plot line to it. Also, small appearance by Alan Ruck. That's valuable. Speed's a good time. Another like big scope technically very impressive that everything was pulled off so practically interesting Interesting. i would recommend point break Mm -hmm. which definitely is that counterculture element you're looking for in that they are surfing yeah there's this sort of yeah odd surfer crew and they are also like literal uh criminals robin banks (laughs) (laughs) these countercultures you can get but in a movie with just big, beautiful, natural vistas, this is another movie to watch for like landscapes. And uh, I guess if you could call w- big waves weather, I think there's sure. some rainstorms in it, too. I think at the end of the movie, they go surfing in the rain. They go skydiving. So if mm-hmm. you just want me- like big, grand, uh, actiony things against geography and wind and weather and water. You can watch Point Break. Point Break's a good time. And this movie reminded me a lot of Contact, which is a... I haven't seen that one. I like Contact a lot. I watched this for the first time like two years ago. And it's a movie about Jodie Foster as this um, sort of extraterrestrial like broadcast researcher. Like she works at one of those like way remote, out in the middle of nowhere like big satellite stations it's just monitoring space to see if anything comes in and she gets something and she like insists it's real and takes it all the way up to the white house and then she's one of the lead researchers on what is possibly the first contact with extraterrestrials and she's also got this backstory where like her her mom died when she was little it was just her and her dad and then her dad died she's always wondered like could I ever talk to them again? Are they still out there in like some uh, spiritual sense and like talking, finding a way to communicate with extraterrestrials connects her back to that. She's a similar character to Helen Hunt in this, where she's very driven, okay. very yeah. career oriented. Like she's had her romances, but like it sometimes aligned with this career, but the career always comes first. It's a, it's not an action movie. It's a, uh, Sort of a cerebral, philosophical sci-fi drama, but it's a really nice time. It's got some great shots in it. They build this massive machine to, like, send you into space that's unlike anything I've seen in any other movie. It's like a huge, like, gyrosphere that you spin around in, and you're going to, like, transcend space and time and, like, go out there into the cosmos where you're supposed to meet these aliens. Interesting. Again, just like big scope, you know, with like very small personal, like I I have career goals. 
I am going to do science because of a tragic thing that happened to me in my past and for the good of all humanity. I must do the science. Nobody will stand in my way. I'm a small blonde woman doing science. I want to add to that list of 90s movies with one you might not expect. Uh Uh-huh. I want to put Good Burger on my list of recommendations for this. Because it is kind of like this small fast food chain up against the larger corporate uh, competitors, (laughs) right? Like, there there is this... This this idea of '90s movies going against these bigger, larger corporations that are starting to take over, Uh, and my go-to for that one is always Good Burger versus Mondo Burger. Indeed, yeah. Sorry, sir. Sorry, I uttered. (laughs) Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May I take your order, please? What a good that, movie. That's yeah, a very I, interesting I, comparison. Yes, I understand to, Good Burger. To be honest, I, I don't have very many other like disaster movies that I can mm. recommend just because I haven't seen very many. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, there's tons of stuff out there. If you want stuff that's more comedic and fantastical, of course, there's stuff like Sharknado. Um, if, if you want uh, just more kind of weird weather disasters, there's the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, all Yeah. Just all, all sorts of stuff like that. So plenty of stuff to go check out. Indeed. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, with that, though, let's get on to pitches. I am ready. Listen, it's my turn to pitch, but I have a question for you to start with. OK. Do you want comics or do, do you want manga oh oh okay um it's been a little while since we've done either yeah um we we've we've done i think more comics this year than we've done manga the only manga we've done this year was the one we we did for uh our end of the month specials uh, the yeah, of we did read a lot of that. We've done more individual episodes on comics, but we've read fewer individual comics. Correct. I think I'm going to go with the comics because I, okay. I, whenever I see my older brother, he's talking about comics he's reading on his tablet. And I just got the same tablet model and he's giving me comic recommendations. And I haven't got around to anything. Um, I, and, uh, has, has he's, there... I don't think he's ever read a manga, but if I, I'd like to have another comic in my arsenal, I can talk to my brothers about. You know what I did get him to read? Uh, he's been reading Something is Killing the Children. He really likes oh, yeah. it. That's yeah. a great one. That's a fantastic one. Um, need some comics. Okay, so for comics, we got three options here as normal. Uh, pitch number one. I think I've pitched this one once before, but I don't remember. Uh, this is East of West. Uh, this mm. is written by Jonathan Hickman and art by Nick Dur- by Nick Duragata. Um, says the things that divide us are stronger than the things that unite us. A sci-fi western set in a dystopian America where all hope for the future rests in the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm. We just happen to be trying to kill the president of the United States. Ah. One of the most exciting new books of the year, this East of West is ongoing, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, this is like a weird, like sci-fi space Western 
with like four horsemen of the apocalypse type religious stuff mixed in there. Um, I've seen this in comic book stores. I remember this cover design. Yeah, the cover design is very unique. Uh, Jonathan Hickman does a lot of the design work, if I'm not mistaken, for a number of his Mm. books. And they're always very unique. Um, And I I like them a lot. I I haven't. I think I read like the first like issue or two of this, but I I haven't read more than that. Um, So I, I really don't know what this is about exactly but i've heard great things um that's it sci-fi western east of west it's pitch number one pitch number two something maybe a little bit more familiar this is the all new guardians of the galaxy volumes one and two uh this is written by jerry duggan uh with art by aaron curter uh it says a new era of cosmic adventure begins the guardians of the galaxy have taken off into space once more on their biggest and weirdest misadventure yet kicking things off with the boldest heist they've ever pulled star lord rocket and company blast their way through the galaxy with the peacekeepers of the nova core hot on their tail and soon enough they find themselves caught in a war between the collector and the Grand Master. Will there be any realm to explain why Groot can't grow any bigger? What Gamora uh. is searching for? Or why Jarax has sworn off violence? Wow. You bet they're well. The all-new Guardians of the Galaxy has a space for all your Marvel cosmic needs. I do have many cosmic needs. Yeah. So this is a uh, fairly recent uh, incarnation of the Guardians of the Galaxy from 2017. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they got uh, volumes one and two on comics. All, all of these comics can be found on Comixology Unlimited if you are a, a subscriber mm-hmm. to that. Uh, or on Kindle. I think if you have a Kindle membership, yeah. you can read these too. Uh, so pitch number three, this is another genre that we haven't really dipped into much. We haven't gone into the sword and sorcery genre. That's so I true. To, I wanted to pitch Red Sonja. Volume wow. or, or Sonja? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I, I think uh, I've heard Sonja. Sonja, yeah. Uh, this is volume one and two, uh, by Gail Simone, uh, which I have heard phenomenal things about, uh, Gail Simone gives the iconic fantasy heroine a fresh new attitude. Red Sonia, the she-devil with a sword, intends to pay back a blood debt owed to the one man who has gained her respect. Even if it means leading a doomed army to their certain deaths. Who is Dark Anissia? And how has this fearsome warrior accomplished what no god nor demon has been able to do? Force Sonya to her knees in surrender. An epic tale of blood, lust, and vengeance. Queen of Plagues takes Red Sonya from the depths of her own grave to the heights of battlefield glory 
So this would be the first two volumes of mm. that. Uh, so pitch number one, sci-fi space western east of west. Pitch number two, sci-fi comic adventure, all new Guardians of the Galaxy. And pitch number three, Red Sonia. Mm. Sorcery. Yeah. I don't know anything about Red Sonia. That is an intriguing idea. Um, I think I'm going to go with East of West. I Okay. I, I, I might check out Red Sonia at some time. I don't know. All, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, those movies are so near and dear to my heart, but I've never read any of the comics. Uh, but we like we just watched the Deadpool movies. We read the mm-hmm. Thor Goddess of Thunder comics a couple weeks ago. So we've been in a Marvel space. East of I West. Do. I want to pick that one. I don't like dystopias, uh, but I am always intrigued by a sci-fi Western. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And this is something we've been. We've been approaching pseudo Westerns this year. I We mm-hmm. started the year watching The Power of the Dog, which is more right. like a a, <laughs> a weird western crime noir yeah a, a weird, weird thriller noir that's just in a western setting and then there was a little bit of western fantasy in the the fantasy sequences of the landscapers uh, and this yep. is a sci-fi western i feel like by the end of the year we'll do enough things that are pseudo western enough that we can glue it together into one western genre piece <laughs> I'd, I'd like seen to do a doing... single Western. <laughs> right. We've never done a true Western, but we've done several approximate Westerns. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. Okay. East of West, volumes one and two by Jonathan Hickman and mm-hmm. Nick Dragota. Uh, like I said, you guys can find this on Comixology Unlimited if you are a subscriber uh, or if you have a Kindle membership that is on there as well. That is what we will be up to. For this next week but with that melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities show where me and my brother jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember go if you guys want to find me i'm at yo kyle springer on twitter And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. Uh, And if there's a tornado, please get somewhere safe. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Don't 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 go. Don't go chasing it. Probably not a great idea. Don't go chasing (laughs) tornadoes. Stick to the stick to the 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 breezes and the (laughs) the winds that you're used to (laughs) that you're used to. Yeah. (laughs) We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 